Welcome back to another edition of the Wits Up podcast. It is fantastic to see all of your smiling faces on what is, well, currently in Melbourne. Um, it's kind of an overcast, a little bit wet Thursday late morning here in Melbourne. Um, but that's enough of the weather report. Uh, have you jumped on the Wits Up website lately? We've had a few updates of late, uh, I guess most recently, the good news, the great news out of the Oceania region is that the 2022 edition of the Ironman 70.3 World Champs is set to head back to Topor in New Zealand. It was meant to be held there this year, but obviously that has been cancelled. So it's great to see that it is coming back uh, after going to St. George next year. We will see it back in the Oceania region in the beautiful little town of Topor on the North Island of New Zealand. So that is fantastic news. Uh, We've also had another recent article from Amber Johnson at First Wave Fitness with a fantastic title. Uh, You need stronger glutes, said every physio ever. And I dare you to find me someone who has not been told that uh, by their physio. I have been told that. I imagine every time I've stepped through the door of my physio's clinic. Absolutely. Uh, A great read um, and a few exercises in there as well. And moments ago, we hit publish on an article by Molly Supple about the virtual Tour de France. So for the first time in the history of that event, uh, we have seen equality across the men's and women's fields. So the women, uh, this is in the virtual edition, the 2020 virtual edition of Le Tour de France. We have seen men and women race across the same courses and receive the same amount of media coverage as the men's event. Um, in the past or in the last, uh, I think it was 2014, was the inaugural La Course, which was the what they were saying was the women's uh, version of the Tour de France. Uh, that I think that was in 2014, the first one. Uh, but that has always felt like a bit of a token for the women. Uh, they weren't racing across the same course, multi-staged event as the men's. There wasn't as much exposure, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So this is a big step forward for gender equality in cycling. So have a read of that. Thanks to Molly Supple for pulling all of that together. A great piece from her. Okay, moving on to this episode of the Wits Up podcast, we are welcoming to the airwaves Katie Zephyrus, Uh, or Katie Z or Katie Z, whatever you wish to call her. You'll find out what she prefers, which I don't think she really cares. Uh, But we caught up and have a fantastic chat. I felt extremely bubbly and full of energy after I caught up with Katie. Uh, I can guarantee she's every bit as bubbly as she appears to be uh, through all of her social media uh, channels. Uh, we started with with the program that we use um, when we're recording. You see a map of where people are, and that that explains where the start of this podcast kicks off. So, imagine us looking at a map of where I where I'm located and where she's located, and go time. Yours, mine looks very busy compared to yours. Well, mine is not very busy. I am. <laughs> Well, okay. So, can we can we start this with a tangent? 
Um, I actually would not be happier. So go for it. Okay, so today I, ma I mapped out a ride that we did and we went around, you're looking at the map, so we went around this little reservoir um, that's actually bigger than I ever thought it was when I was growing up. And so afterwards I was looking at Strava and like looking at the different segments and um, the people who were on the ride because sometimes I like to like scope out where people ride um, using using that kind of strategy. And you know who I saw? Sarah True was in my neck of the woods, like literally like oh. 15 minute ride from my house. And this was in like, I looked at her ride. It was in 2017. And I was like, oh. that's so funny. Like <laughs> she does not live anywhere close to me, but for the, for the record. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause she's, so she's at New Hampshire, right? So that's, yeah. E yeah. uh, hang on, Northeast. Is that Northeast? Yep, like yeah. like high high north. <laughs> She's practically in Canada, right? She's almost in Canada. I'm like the middle of the East Coast, and that's all you really need to know <laughs> for the geography. <laughs> are, are you? Um, for the record, I am rubbish at geography. Is that is geography not your thing either? Uh, no, it's it's not my thing. I enjoy, like, now I really enjoy it and trying to figure out, uh, like, have you ever heard of Sporkle? Like the, <laughs> okay, it's a trivia game on, on the internet, and but it's not just, it's not just geography, it's like a thousand different themes and different concepts and stuff, but I like trying to do the geography one, but I'm, I'm terrible at it, but I, I'm interested. I'm a terrible but interested person in geography. <laughs> so, so what you're saying is you get the um, a good try award. So, good effort. I mean, the good effort award. Yes, yes. And I, I go through phases of like confidence with it because sometimes I think, oh, like we'll be like training, and I, I'll feel like, oh, I have a really good like directional sense, and I'll be so far off. But other times I'll be like right on, but now, right now I'm in like a low point where I've lost my confidence in it. And so when Tommy tells me we're going the wrong direction, I'm just like, okay, we're probably going the wrong directions. Other times I fight him on it, but I've lost too many in the recent, recent history. <laughs> don't, don't you reckon we've got lazy as a society, I'm talking, with um, just using Google Maps or map, maps on your phone or whatever to get somewhere instead of trying trying to remember or you know being allowing ourselves to make a couple of mistakes along the way yes i think we have gotten lazy but i also feel like i am i've seen more and explored more because just being able to map something out and know that there's roads there and know that something connects makes me like more likely to try something new than i probably would have if i didn't have the map so even though I don't like my crutch on them. I also yeah. feel like they've like, like I've mapped out a ride every single time I go to a new place. Like when we were in North Carolina just a few weeks ago, I think I mapped off, mapped out every single ride, which part of it was like, oh, Katie, like you should be learning this and like know your way to like get out by now. But it also <laughs> let me try like a thousand different ways and not, and not feel like I just had to go one way because that's the one I figured out. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Wait, how old are you again? 31. 
So I'm thinking when you started driving that did we have did you so when I started driving and I so I moved from Hobart to Melbourne which are two very very different sized cities uh, I was given as a leaving present a Melways which was the the book of maps for for Melbourne city and beyond and I remember driving around and you'd have it on your lap and you're turning pages what like almost while you're driving. So you almost sometimes driving with your knees on the uh, steering wheel and then flicking pages and trying to figure out where you're going. Did you ever do that? But I'm pretty sure you probably wouldn't have had to by the time you were driving. Well, we we didn't have that that I can remember, but it was MapQuest. Did you have that? Uh, no. What's that? It, it was like you you put it into the computer of like where you wanted to go and you like printed out directions. And so oh. it would have like the list of directions on a piece of paper for you. So it was, it's like what your iPhone does, but just printing it out. Gotcha. Because you See, couldn't have like live update. Yep. So when I was in, um, uh, where was I, Belgium a few years ago, I... I didn't have, I think I must have broken my phone, which is pretty sad. Actually, I definitely broke my phone. It fell off the back of um, when I was on the motorbike at Roth. And I was, I was actually filming saying, oh, I've got no one to film because we're chasing athletes at the moment. So here's a pretty landscape shot. And then I dropped my phone and it, it was useless for the rest of the day. So anyway, then I got to Belgium and I wanted to ride from uh, to Brussels, which was, I don't know, 120K or something. No, sorry, from Brussels to um, Bruges. And I had to map it all out before I started and wrote notes that I'd like. Yeah. yeah. And then because I was worried it was going to rain, I put them in a sandwich bag. And I, I loved I got lost so many times, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, I would. I remember when I first started triathlon, I'd like write out where I wanted to go, and I'd take a piece of paper, write out my directions, and just tape it to my like, um, like my handlebars, and then just follow the directions <laughs> like that I'd written out. <laughs> oh, technology! It has changed. I think um, we may have lost all but maybe one uh, listener by now because this is riveting conversation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm. I'm Standard, standard was mine. <laughs> I warned you to begin with, right? <laughs> um, for those people who didn't read the uh, title of this podcast episode, yeah. we, we, we're chatting to Katie Z, uh, who, or no, hang on, Katie Z in here in Australia, but over there you'd say Katie Z, right? It's true, but you know, I try, okay, I try to use Z now in the US because it makes so much more sense when I'm trying to spell out my name to people because no one can understand that I'm saying Z over like D or whatever. And so I try and use Z, but then they're like, what? And I'm like, Z. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yes, Z, Z. Whatever. Katie, whatever, I'm going to go. Whatever you please. I, I just, I think Katie Z rolls off the tongue. A, a, a bit better like it's more fun to say katie z to me yeah yeah it, it, that, it does have a nice ring to it <laughs> z sounds like it could go on forever z just ends real fast it's it's really abrupt isn't it <laughs> yeah it's like so we're teaching frankie the alphabet and Aww. so yeah, it's pretty cute um, but she's like A B C D little star ba ba black sheep like just she, she's got she, it down. 
She's going to be a DJ. She's just uh, riffing and bringing all the songs together with a bit of a wicker wicker. Um, but yeah, you get to the end of the alphabet here in Australia and it's, I mean, I'm pretty sure you know how the alphabet song goes, but when you land with Z, it just kind of like, yeah, it's a thud. Yeah, it's done. Game over. It's nowhere near as much fun. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, back to the, the person who we're speaking to, Katie Z, um, you've been not just, um, by us, by many a triathlon media uh, platform, many a triathlon fan, you've you've been titled probably the most consistent triathlete uh, in many many years. Is that is that a, a title that you are pretty proud of? Yeah, yeah, I definitely. Um, it's pretty cool that, but it was something that I had kind of. So on triathlon.org, they keep track of your, if you go to like the athlete, our individual athlete pages, they keep track of podiums and starts and, and wins. And so my goal was to have half of my starts be podiums. And so I have that now. And now my goal is to get half of my podiums to be wins, which I do not have yet, but I don't know the numbers. So don't ask me. (laughs) (laughs) I like so you, did you at what at what stage you did you decide that that was one of your goals? When I noticed I was close to it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say it's at like the forefront of my mind like <laughs> got to get that number, but it's just really cool to look at because I I'm I am I am pretty proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. I like it. Um, before we started, we ne- I need to let everyone know that uh, when I asked Katie to join us and I did say, you know, we, we don't talk too much about triathlon, her response, well, actually, you, you tell me what your response was. Uh, I, I don't do much outside of triathlon <laughs> and I'm a pretty boring person outside of triathlon. It's not <laughs> that I don't do much. It's just I'm boring. I just... <laughs> so well, let's see how it goes. <laughs> I actually don't think you're boring and a lot of people have said they wanted to hear more about you. Um the, I I feel like the the overwhelming uh picture that people have of you other than being, you know, a super consistent amazing triathlete is you always seem to be happy. Like you just you ooze happiness ooze happiness that's probably not the the nicest of <laughs> descriptive words um yeah. uh i'll think of a different one what's a different way i can describe I mean, I that i kind of like it oozing. okay let's roll with it you I, know, ooze- I even think of now as like secreting which is worse than oozing so. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> that's gonna be the name that's gonna be the title of this episode katie z secreting happiness i'm writing it down so don't forget <laughs> But you like even the way you giggle and laugh right now over the stupidest of things. You just seem a genuinely happy person. Do you do you feel like the people are far off base with that? No, I I mean I I would like to consider myself a happy person. Tommy, if when he listens to this, um, (laughs) might disagree to to an extent because when I am unhappy, he probably gets the brunt of it. But yeah. I would I would say like generally I'm I'm happy and have a pretty positive outlook. 
And so, so when things have gone to shit, um, and you're allowed to swear on this podcast, but I imagine you're not much of a swearer. I'm not. It feels so uncomfortable coming out of my mouth. Like I will it, when I am like very mad. Well, so I'll say shit. That's about as good as it. That's about as consistent of a cursor that I am. That's like the extent of it. And then anything else, I'm just like it just feels funny like hearing other people swear doesn't really bother me like if it's aggressive like yes but some people can just yeah. do it so casually but yep. for me for me like it was just like oh that does not seem right <laughs> see that doesn't surprise me at all that that fits your persona perfectly <laughs> I, I just can't yeah, imagine you swearing you'd be like what the heck <laughs> like that's that's not her <laughs> katie z is mad yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, well, I apologise in advance. I am a casual swearer, um, as in not as casual as in I don't say it often. I, I do swear quite often, but it probably just rolls off the tongue quite easily. So I apologise in advance. No, I, I will not be offended. <laughs> I like listening to people I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds about right. But when it when it works, <laughs> when it comes off my tongue, it does not sound that like that. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was going to ask you. Um, oh, um, when I was allowed to swear for this answer, so <laughs> most important. Yeah. Um. So when 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 um when you do get mad and take it out on Tommy, who is your husband? Uh, I'm very well. Aware. Yes. Tommy's the fierce. We've been married five years now. He's from Santa Cruz, California. Grew up surfing. No, I'm just kidding because um, you got a little, Steph got a little confused <laughs> earlier who my husband was. Before we hit record, Katie said, can you, um, oh, I don't know if you can hear the noise. Um, Tommy's just on the treadmill. And I thought she said Tony. And I went, oh, that's Dadsy. And she, we did have the video on at that point. And she gave me the funniest of looks. In, in the end, Tommy's not my dad. <laughs> Tommy oh, is definitely her husband of five years. Yeah. Which, actually, let's go down because I can't remember what I was going to ask you before. So okay. um, your story with Tommy is actually we've, um, I think we uh, wrote about it when we did an interview with you a while ago um, about the the engagement um, is, hang on, was it the engagement? The hospital bit? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I love uh, you. The I love you. Oh, I thought you were saying I love you to me. Like, oh, I love you as in I love that you've brought this up. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, yeah. No, no um, the first time Tommy told me he loved me. That's you want right. me to go, go on? I would go for it, please. <laughs> so um, I had said we had been dating for like, I guess a, I guess a little less than a year. And I had told Tommy that I loved him for the first time, actually, when we were in Auckland at the WTS. And he did not respond, I love you too. And his plan was that when he said he loved loved me for the first time, that he would also be proposing to me. Um, so but I know, right? He's a good guy. <laughs> um, and it got, but it actually got better than that. Well, okay, no, not, well. The conditions were not better, but um, (laughs) 
so Tommy, when he when he was racing in Dallas that year, um, had a heat stroke and two seizures at the end of his race, which put him in the hot. Well, he got a helicopter ride to another hospital from one hospital to another. And he was um, intubated for a few hours. And I was in London at the time that all of this was happening, racing the WTS London. Um, I had just raced and was following his event when all this went down and so I was supposed to meet him in Florida but ended up changing my flight to go to Dallas and staying in the hospital with him where he had like a bit of short-term memory loss so like next to his hospital bed he had um a list and it would say like you had like a third or a tube down your throat that's why your throat's really uncomfortable like this is who this is this is what happened to you because he just couldn't remember remember anything so um which honestly was like a uh, relief that that was the biggest concern after um after yeah. what he went through but he was talking to me and he he went through this whole like really very nice spiel of like how much I meant to him and then he said he loved me for the first time and it was it was amazing it was very cute and well like well said and appreciated and then 10 <laughs> minutes later he went through the same exact spiel and said I love you to me again for the first time and he was very confused why my reaction was not more emotional <laughs> And I had to tell him he had just told me that. So, <laughs> um, so I've gotten I've gotten the most perfect I love you for the first time twice. <laughs> That's so good. It reminds yeah. me. I mean, like it's almost a movie. Like you know, that's something that would have happen in a Sandra Bullock movie. Well, actually, Drew Barrymore, Fifty First Dates, <laughs> Ten Second Tom. That was Tommy. <laughs> oh my god. I love yep. that you've just upstaged me in yeah, the yeah, movie I, and amazing. Which, which never happens, but Fifty First Dates was my favorite movie, like ever. And I one of my biggest frustrations well not my biggest frustrations in life, <laughs> but one of my frustrations with life is that I'm a terrible like movie quoter and like as soon as I read a book or see a movie, I forget it. So I'm very excited that I could have upstaged you right there. That was Yep, you can you can take the gold with that one because that that is kind of my thing. It's I mean, that's half of what my vocabulary is: movie quotes and TV quotes that I actually quite often don't even realize I've stolen anywhere else. I just think that it's my material. <laughs> well, you can you can play that one off with me because I would never know. So if you want a safe space to do that, I'm your girl. <laughs> I love it. And I also love that movie. And now that's, you know, that's the kind of movie that you can rewatch like all, all the time. Like, it's something now I'm going to watch now that we're in lockdown and you need one of those just feel good movies that you don't need to concentrate too much on because you've seen it before. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to rewatch that one. Thank you I'm very much. I'm going to have to too, actually. Yeah. Let's, let's do a, um, a Zoom uh, yeah, 51st dates watching. Although that would be really annoying because you just, you know, it's so much fun when other people are talking during the movie and I'm that person because I will know a lot of the quotes. So I'll say it like a second ahead of when they say it and annoy everyone else that's watching the movie. <laughs> that, that sounds perfect. <laughs> I'll bring popcorn. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, 
I wanted to go back to something, and and again, this is this is something that I am uh, just just taking a stab at based on. I mean, I, I know you reasonably well, but I don't know you super super well. Um, but going back to you doing quizzes, um, when we last spoke, you were uh, when we did the wit surprise chat. You were doing a puzzle with the family, I think, from memory, um, yeah. and you kind of alluded a little bit. Uh, earlier on in this chat, am I making you nervous yet? Because it feels like a, a big bit, deal. Yeah, up. yeah. <laughs> like where, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. No, I feel like there's a touch of um, geekiness with you. Is that um, is that a fair thing to say? Mm, I would call it haphazard. Well, yes, Ooh. yes. I think there there is truth to that, but I don't think it's with like. I mean, I, I really do like reading and I like reading like a large variety of things that interest me um, and then like the puzzles. But then I have to be honest, like I didn't do a puzzle since we spoke. So <laughs> it was staged. It was staged. <laughs> no, um, but like, I don't know. I go through. So <laughs> probably, yes, probably when I think about. So there's this YouTube channel. <laughs> Anybody who has kids is gonna love this. Oh, but I do nice. it as a as a thirty one year old. <laughs> it's called really? like art 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 for kids hub or something like that, and they teach you how to draw things. And Ooh. I like love doing it, and then sending people cards that I like hand hand created. But these videos are made for like ten and under. Like my five year old <laughs> nephew has done them. Actually, all of my nephews, except for the two-year-old, two have done them. So um, I'm just going to put that out there with the age group that I'm I'm doing <laughs> these with. <laughs> but, oh, you're hilarious. But I do. I like taking notes. I, like, I'm, like, the one who brings, like, my planner and my notebook to the race briefings. Yeah. And, like, um, so, so, yeah, okay, there might be, there might be a little bit of truth to that. <laughs> please please tell me when you're reading a book you lick your finger and turn the page please well I underline I'm I'm like so if I bought the book I'm a big underliner or like I take notes yeah and that's that's my thing okay <laughs> which is so, great for giving it to like other people because one of my thoughts is like I'm always really interested in the things well I'm underlining in like my my more uh non-fiction books not really like my romance novels or anything like that but <laughs> <laughs> but um i'm always interested to see when i give like a book to someone else to read i'm like i wonder if they would underline the same things or if it would be like completely different based off of their perspectives it really intrigues me i haven't ever tested it so i still don't know <laughs> i love how your brain works <laughs> Oh um, no, too much insight into it. <laughs> yeah. Um oh gosh. Do you know I and I still to this day struggle with non-fiction versus fiction because when I was younger I just always thought that non-fiction meant non not true. But so that's how oh, I no. always looked at it. Because, oh, yeah. No. Yeah, so every time when you even when you said non-fiction I had to think for a second wait is that real or 
made up. And it took me a second to actually, I always, it's the same as when I'm trying to do the compass. I always have to go around and say, never eat soggy wheat bix because it's north, east, south, west. I, that's, I have to do that every oh, single I time. I like that you do wheat bix. We do wheaties. Ah, okay. So it's a, it's a global thing. It is, but well, yeah. There you so go. similar enough, you know. <laughs> Um, so, I, so okay, so, and when I say geek, I say it with love and it's just those quirky sort of things that um, the story that you just told pretty much nailed exactly what I was thinking and it doesn't surprise me in the slightest. But I, want, I wanted to go back to, to, to school days. Do you remember being that kind of kid at school or, um, you know, obviously being the athletic person that you are today? Were you more fo- focused on sport in school? Where, where does the, how did the Katie Z grow up? Although you weren't Z back then, were you? I was not. I was Hersey. Um, Hersey, Katie H. Yeah. It was short-lived in the triathlon world, but uh, mm. to other extent, lasted a lot longer. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I feel like I was really well-balanced between school and sport because – I can remember like doing my homework either at lunch or like any moment within school that I could and people would make fun of me for it. But I was like, well, you're going to be doing it after school and I'm getting it done now. How does that make me the one? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like it. So, um, and like my mom was a teacher. So my mom is a kindergarten teacher and I remember like even before so like when I was thinking about doing when I did my homework at lunch that was mostly like what during high school or like grade what is it nine to twelve but when I was younger like we used to have American Girl dolls and that was what I would do is I would teach them school and that was like how I would play so I think (laughs) I've I've always enjoyed school like even I don't know I don't know why I I like organizing I like planning I struggled with like, so, like I got good grades, but I can remember like U.S. history I did terrible in. And I like went, I like tried to study pretty hard for the final and I, it was my birthday and I like went up to my teacher and I was like, how would I do? And she's like, well, and I think I failed oh, no. it. So, <laughs> so not the class, just the test, but like, I definitely, I definitely tried hard and I, I didn't like hate school. I, I enjoyed it for the most part. There would just be like a few classes that I would struggle with. And, but then my whole like life outside of school was going from one practice to the next, because a lot of the times growing up, I'd be like doing like soccer and swimming at the same time or in the winter soccer and swimming at the same time. That's impressive. Well, well, like, I'm like Katie Ledecky. No, I'm just kidding. That's my thing. No, no. Um, I go from doing, going straight from soccer practice to swim practice in the evening and, like, always have, or vice versa. If I came from swimming and went to, like, a soccer game, I'd always be known for, like, having wet hair. Um, Yep. And then, like my mom would just drive us from practice to practice. And actually we've talked about it recently with my family because we used to do three. So it was like, we were doing basketball, lacrosse and soccer and swimming, I think. And my dad was like, okay, well you need to drop like one. 
And so me and my sister strapped basketball, which was his favorite and also the one he was the coach of. So then he was kind oh, of no! sad. <laughs> but he, he was he was sad in like the most like fine way, just like, oh man. Like, yeah. <laughs> but but oh, yeah, I yeah, but I mean it's it's cool right now because right now I'm home in Maryland, uh well, home being where I grew up. Yeah. And we were just running around the track yesterday at my my high school, which is funny because my high school actually doesn't exist anymore. They shut it down um, and made a they have a new high school. So it's kind of weird. But going back there, we were running on the track yesterday and I'm like, look, like thinking through like, wow, like there's the soccer fields where I would do like tryouts and things. And like, here's like the track I had my first race on. And like, it's just like a lot of different memories are hitting me just from being in this area. Yeah, I bet. Did, yeah. Um, did, so soccer and basketball, I, I've got this theory and I, this pretty much comes up whenever I have a chat to anyone. Most triathletes, and this is based on the triathletes that I've spoken to, do not have very good eye-hand coordination. <laughs> but you did basketball and soccer, which you need a fair and amount lacrosse. of. Lacrosse. And lacrosse. Yeah, which I yeah. don't even know. Do you know what that sport is? I do. Um, it's just, yeah, definitely not very big here. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I think I think we actually did it at PE um, once just as, uh, I don't know, like here's another sport and we had a play and, and that was about it and then no one saw those lacrosse sticks. I don't even know if that's what you call them. Is yeah, it a stick? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so definitely not a massive sport here, but it is it is played. Um, but yeah, so hand eye coordination. Obviously, as a kid, you must have had a certain level. Um, but how's the hand eye coordination these days? Well, probably not as good <laughs> as they were then. But also, I'm not sure they were great then. Like I think I was a good <laughs> soccer player because I was like a sturdy person and I was fast and right. like. I did have pretty good endurance then, so I think, but I, I can remember, like, some mistakes <laughs> from, like, the ball, like, going between my legs or completely missing, like, a kick. So, um, but I, dev like, Tommy asked me the other day, he's like, do you think, like, right now, like, you could play soccer? Like, I mean, obviously not the same way as then. Yeah. And I was like, I think I could, like, aim a ball at the goal and, like, get pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> recognizing that a soccer goal is quite large but <laughs> but they always used to have um when I was in college we would go to soccer games and at halftime they would have like um a competition where they set you up and to do a free kick into the goal and uh I was always I would always think like would I actually make it then because I think I'm probably overly confident in myself but a goal has always been as I grow up and eventually be, well, as I grow up, I'm 31, but like, <laughs> but it, don't ever I'm, grow up, don't grow up. Like, not, not I'm realizing it's not happening at the moment at this pace, but um, like when I want to be, my mom always played like in a, a women's soccer league and uh, like a mom soccer league. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. And I, so I still have like hopes of that at one point in my future. So your your mum plays soccer now? No, she did when we were playing soccer. So she was. Gotcha. She had like a a little league that they did. 
Yeah, right. I feel like, um, I don't know, because I used to play team sports and then there's such a drop-off. Um, and obviously this isn't new because you went on to be an elite professional triathlete, but there's such a drop-off with uh, girls and women after school in terms of team sports um, and stuff. I don't know if it's the same over there, but definitely here in Australia. Um, and then people come back more on that social level again, which is great. Like you always want people involved in some capacity, but there's just always that massive drop off when um, team sports or even individual sports aren't kind of enforced throughout school. Yeah. And I think it's like, it's probably pretty challenging to, well, I say that, but then like my mom was able to do like, she played soccer, like soccer with her, her girls. My dad did like softball when I was growing up, he had his like yeah. league and uh, basketball. He also played with another like league of people. Yeah. What, th- what stopped them was really their bodies. <laughs> um, <laughs> stopped. Like my mom now has had a double knee replacement and um, my dad's more swimming and biking and running a bit, you know, the triathlon life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they just I, hit you swimming I, and hiking and like, running. Oh, I recognize these sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, light bulb moment. Oh, yeah. funny. So yeah. your mum, did you say she still is a kindergarten teacher? She just retired. She had retired uh last year. So Oh, oh gosh, what a time to retire. <laughs> like perfect timing. Yes, she thinks so too. At first she was like, oh, maybe um, it would have been a good year to keep going. And then she soon realized it was not a good year to keep going. No. Schools and everything are still open where you're at at the moment? No. Um, and I think they just decided they're not opening in the fall here in Maryland. Um, right. But it's all, it's kind of state by state and district by district. So yeah. um, it's just a bit, bit different everywhere. But like my mom's had people approach her, like asking about teaching their children or grandchildren. And she's like, I'm sorry, like I'm retired. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. And I imagine um, if it is some kind of uh, teaching via Zoom or homeschooling, whatever it would look like, that just adds a whole other level of stress. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, stick, stick to the retirement. Good choice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hi. Didn't see you standing there. Steph Hansen, Chief of Wits Up, speaking to you right now, although I've been speaking to you for the past 40 minutes, so there's a good chance that you recognise my voice. Uh, I'm just here to say, if you enjoy the content that Wits Up produces uh, daily, then please consider becoming a Wits Up member and you can support the future of women in sport. Uh, if you can hear some banging in the background, that is Frankie Flo playing with a memory game, which is meant to be a quiet game, but she tends to throw the pieces and not just turn them over. So that's awesome. We are in lockdown here in Melbourne at the moment. So these, I guess, are the trials and tribulations of working from home with a small almost two-year-old human. Uh, So back to the matter at hand. If you appreciate the kind of content that Wits Up provides, then please consider supporting us by becoming a Wits Up Patreon member. Head on over to patreon.com slash Wits Up or just click the link in the description of this episode. Back to Katie Z. 
And so what does what does your dad do other than um, beautiful singing that we captured last time we called you? Well, that's all he does. That's his, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's still working on it. Um, he So he actually is on his way to retirement, but this was his first week. So he's always worked full time for like the past, what, 30 some years, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he actually just semi-retired. So this was his first week of half-time or part-time work. So he's trying that out because he probably would have retired completely, except there's nothing for him to do. So <laughs> except like, the swimming, riding and running. <laughs> except for that. So he's like, um, so he he's doing that, but he also wants to, his goal is to do hiking and at some point hike portions at least of the Appalachian Trail, which is a trail that runs um, from the south to the north, east yeah. coast based. Oh, wow. And sorry, wow. what what does he do? Or, or do oh, oh, sorry. Uh, his, his job, um, he's, a, he's a systems analyst for Northrop Grumman. So that's what he does. Right. <laughs> he works on the computer and he solves problems. Gotcha. Yep. In in IT or something IT. like that. Yep. yep. In that IT. No one ever knows unless you're in that industry what you actually do. Right. And that one, yep. like, I don't, I think part of it is actually kind of like private or security stuff because, um, yeah, I know. Right. So um, they always have, I remember, so they have like take your daughter to work day. And yeah. I, I always loved going with my dad because they have like a airplane hangar in at his work. And because like a lot of what he does will be like working with radar and stuff like that. So, well, not him directly, but like the company. And so we always got to go see the airplane in the hangar. And I always thought that was awesome. That is very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. The equivalent of that um, was, I don't think it was actually take your daughter to work but I ended up at my dad's work for whatever reason and um he was oh I don't know let's let's just say he was the managing director of it like a department store and um so I think he was busy so I'd wandered off um and again this is one of those memories where you've been told I don't remember doing it but I've been told it so I'm sure it's kind of evolved over the years um but Apparently, I'd found a lighter and was in the bathroom um, with a lighter lighting um, the paper on fire and throwing it in the bin, um, which, of course, yep, is full of paper that people have used. Um, so, yeah, I set off the alarm, the alarm system because <laughs> I, I was trying to set the department store on fire. And that's up. the type of student you were. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh, funny. I was, I was, I was a good student. Um, in in terms of, I was pretty consistent across most things, except for science because mm -hmm. I hated it. But yeah. I was definitely cheeky. I was, um, but I got, I just got away with shit because I'm, because I'm charming, right? Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I one day threw a pencil at a teacher because he annoyed me. Um, yeah. And and somehow got away with it by saying it was an accident, like I was just meant to be throwing it up in the air to myself, and I, but I accidentally threw it across the entire room at him and I you got away what? with it. 
Well, you know how you were saying, like, when I, uh, my laugh, so I can remember, I think I was in seventh grade, it was middle school sometime, and I, like, I guess I was in a fit of laughter, and I got threatened by my teacher. She asked me if I wanted to laugh myself down to the timeout room, which is kind of funny that you call it a timeout room in middle school, because it makes it sound, it's basically the principal's office, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I was so scared and like I'm so sorry like I remember like oh I take like getting to trouble getting in trouble like to heart like it <laughs> I still I can like imagine it. that yeah I can imagine that as well <laughs> like that real feel like the feeling <sighs> in the pit of your stomach where you almost feel a bit nauseous because you you're upset that you've done something wrong yes that is right. uh, I hate it <laughs> So you've got one one sister, two right? two sisters, and any brothers? Nope, all girls. All girls. Where do you fit in the lineup? I'm the middle child. Ah, and so I love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Explain that. Why do you love being the middle child? I think growing up, it was because like my older sister was not that she was held to higher standards, but like. I always felt like everybody else got like more attention, whether that was in a good or a bad way. (laughs) And like, so I could just kind of like not float, but I just really enjoyed it. I felt like, I don't know. It was like, I I didn't feel like lost or like I wasn't given attention. It was just in a nice way of like, Kristen, my older sister was the one who would be like, doing everything first so she like kind of got to try everything out before me and I could watch her do it all before me and then then I could see what happened when I did it (laughs) (laughs) and then how did that work with your younger sister then did that yeah flow on back down through her as well so my younger sister is seven years younger so my older sister is two years older than me my younger sister seven years younger than me so like Wow. Her childhood was quite a bit different than ours just because like we were pretty old by the time like she was well not by the time she was born but by the time she was like a real person. (laughs) So like when she was little like we just like taking care of her thought she was like adorable and like had a lot of fun with her during the middle ages for her. I would say we were not as close because she was getting kind of snarky and like we were like mature. Or not really, but like that's how it was (laughs) built, you know. And so it was, and then now it's funny watching us all come close together again. Like now, my younger sister, she's so what? Now I don't even know her age, but twenty four then. Yeah, she's twenty four, and um, she lives in Richmond, Virginia, and she's a nurse, and she's a pediatric nurse, and like wow, like has a house, like she's. She, and, and now I'm like, oh man, like she's more grown up than me. <laughs> like settled. Just, yeah. And, and like the things she does, like being a nurse, I mean, it's just what she does is amazing every day. Like, so yeah, much respect to her, all nurses, all healthcare workers out there. And especially during this time, like it's just pretty cool watching how she's developed and she's not my she's not so little anymore no that's that sound, all sounds very grown up and i love i love the shout out to everyone and i want to echo that a massive shout out to all the uh the healthcare heroes and the frontline workers um 
yeah, incredible, incredible people, especially right now, but every every day, right? Always, yeah, <laughs> always. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, can you just remind me of their names? So uh, my older sister's name is Kristen and my little sister's name is Carly and it's all with K's and we all actually have the same, well, we did. We all did have the same middle names. So we were all Kristen, Katie, Carly, Marie, Hersey. And then when I, I know, right? I don't know. Don't ask me. I have no idea. Um, But I changed mine when I got married. So I made my maiden name my middle name so now legally i'm kathleen well actually okay so legally i'm kathleen anyways but kathleen hersey as my middle name and zephyrus as my last name which is also confusing because people think it's hyphenated but it's not right okay kathleen (laughs) did not know that yep that's my real name and yep the story behind that one is my parents couldn't decide between Caitlin and Catherine. So I ended up Kathleen, but they always call me Katie. Like I've never been called Kathleen by my parents. Not when I get in trouble, not anything. The only time I get called Kathleen is when like at school, the first day of school, they're like Kathleen Hersey. And I'm like, I prefer Katie. Okay. <laughs> uh, I wonder why Katie is not Kath. Oh, I'm, I don't know, but I'm glad. I don't think Kathy suits me. I like Katie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I don't, and I'd much prefer to call you Kath. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, I'm not going to like it, but you can do it, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've met anyone um, who have said their name and you respond with, actually, I don't think that suits you. Like every person's name suits them, right? It's so true because now like all of our, like lots of friends and people are having babies now and you get all like that, like feedback about like, yep. you, like names you're looking at and you're like, never once they're born or is anybody like, that's a terrible choice. Yeah. <laughs> like I it mean, always except, picks them. Yeah. Except for Elon Musk, who I oh. don't know how to... Th- that, right. Whatever that is, yeah. <laughs> whatever that name is, name? right? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah which is just symbols. Yeah, uh, but I think he okay. had—he was forced to change it, right? Uh, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know either. Actually, I saw the other day. Um, I think just because you know, with the um, like Facebook ads and Instagram ads or whatever, it listens to whatever you say, and then all of a sudden, you know, you say the word cubby house, and then all the cubby cubby house ads yeah. come up in your feed, things like that. So um, I don't know what we were talking about, but this story kept coming up in my feed where a couple had called their kid Lucifer and were upset that people thought that that was a little bit unfair to the kid. (laughs) And I was just like, what? Like, I'm, I'm, you know, call your kid whatever, but maybe just have a little bit of a think about how it could potentially affect them down the track. Like, they're not a toy for you to just experiment with. It would be interesting to know, like, the background behind it. Because what if it's, like, a family name or I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, geez, you're good. You're very non-judgmental and, I mean, I like that approach. That's nice. <laughs> but I still don't like it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so everyone says to us – you know, Frankie flows definitely suits um, Frankie, and yeah. but of course it does. Yeah, you know. yeah, and like we have like our nephew, um, one of our nephews' name is Titus, and like Titus, that's amazing. Yeah, it's such a strong name, and 
like I, she, uh, Barbara, Tommy's sister, I think when they were telling the names, we're getting a bit of like, oh, like that name, but like it fits him perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> as, I as love in. that. I I um our I actually it was one of my favorite things because when I was pregnant I spent just so much time laying on the couch because I was so uncomfortable and I actually made a spreadsheet of baby (laughs) names (laughs) and then like every couple of weeks I'd go through them and get Brett's instant reaction and if it wasn't a good reaction we would just cull it straight away um that's such a good idea well, yeah, it, just because otherwise I, it, we wouldn't have got the names down. Um, yeah. So I did that. But I, because I, I, we thought we were having a boy, just, you know, gut instinct. Turns out my instincts aren't great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so we didn't have many girls' names, but I had so many boys' names. But the girls' list were all boys' names as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but Frankie Flo was the, was the winner in the end. So was was Frankie on both the boy and girl list? Yeah. Or only girls? Yep, both. Both lists. Yeah. Yep. Well, there was a few that crossed easy. over. Yeah. Yeah. Um hadn't come up with this with a middle name for the boy though, but yeah, I actually quite enjoyed that. It was it was fun. Um and probably having a girl was easier because that list was a lot smaller in the end. True. They they knew. They knew what you needed. Less yeah. choice. <laughs> Actually, when when she was born, because uh, Brett caught her and he, you know, he sort of held her and I was like, what is it? Because we wanted a surprise. Uh-huh. And he responds, um, and keep in mind, I'm pretty doped up, so I may may have embellished this story. But, hey, it's a, it makes for a good story. Uh, and he said, oh, oh yes. Yeah. So, so I said, what is it? And he said, it's a boy. And the entire room, like, there was that sort of <laughs> half a beat where it was silent. And then the doctor's like, guess again. Uh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> That's really uh, yeah. And then it felt like he just threw her at me and like, landed on my That's how it felt and landed on my chest. And I was just like, what do I do? And they're just like, don't drop her. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's a good it. first step. Yeah. yeah. Football <laughs> hole. Just, yep. Cool. Uh, we so look weird. for. I love hearing stories like that because we we look forward to whenever that that part of life comes for us. Oh uh, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, you guys seem like you're tight with both of your families, and I can just imagine, um, yeah, you guys uh, having a family one day. Yeah, it's one. Of, it's well, it's my biggest goal in life <laughs> to have yeah, right. to have a family, have have kids, and just be be a happy family. That's, yeah, that's the goal that always makes it. <laughs> can I can I ask without um, probing too much? But is it um, like is is it stressful being a, an elite athlete and trying to figure out timing wise when the best time is to start a family? Well, I think like yeah, yes, in a way. Um, I mean, it's definitely being an elite athlete has pushed back what was my like original thought of like when we would like start a family um obviously since I've been with Tommy like that's kind of it hasn't changed that much since then but like before that like coming out of college like I always thought like I'd have like get married have a job and have kids um yeah and so sometimes I do talk to, like, I think a couple times I've mentioned to Tommy, I was like, I wish you were the one competing so that, like, I could just, like, 
time I have a baby now, but obviously <laughs> that would not be optimal time. Well, it would have been optimal timing. It is not anymore. And, yeah. and so I feel like now I'm in a place where like for us, our idea was always like after Tokyo to start trying to have a family and just kind of continue as we have been until like that became a reality. And, yeah. and now I always saw 2021 kind of as like a wiggle year of like, well, like it might be like more of the same triathlon journey, or it might be more dedicated to family. So I think when like the Olympics got postponed, I handled it a bit better because I had that in my head that it was like still like this year that I wasn't sure what I was doing with it. So then it was like, oh, well, now I have like a lot of direction. But um, it's definitely something like, I mean, I'm not, I don't feel nervous about like our timing, but it's definitely something that I like looking forward to. And that excites yeah. me. It's like that next part of life. And I don't think I'll put it on hold for much longer after 2021. Yeah, right. This I really like your approach to that. Um, uh, n- not that any approach is right or wrong, but a lot, you know, a lot of people I've spoken to um, in in the triathlon world, where their year has, and and more so, I guess, Olympians or potential Olympians, because that four years has turned into five years. Um, you know, a lot of people have said, you know, after Tokyo, we, you know starting a family is definitely our number one goal and pushing that back a whole year is like that's a massive change in a um in someone's life and I imagine a lot of people have have struggled with that particularly when it comes to starting a family yeah yeah well I feel like the usually like the quad gives you like <laughs> that mm. that is your schedule for yeah, like, yeah for everything so when that's thrown off like I I don't I don't really know why I'd looked at it in that way even before COVID but I'm I mm. felt very thankful that that was kind of what I'd had in my head yeah. because I was like it it made it much easier than if I had just been super like I'm I'm done after Tokyo or yeah. after 2020 and like I think another part of that is like as we've gotten closer to 2020 and start like thinking about having our family, like before all this started, I also felt like, but I feel like I'm not sick of, I don't feel like done with triathlon. Like I don't feel I've hit my peak and like, I feel like I'm still getting better and developing and learning and that excites me. And I think that was a huge part of like, thinking about like another year after was because of that perspective and just feeling like, well, it might not be my time yet. Yeah. I like that. I like it. Great approach. Thanks. I'm holding (laughs) on to it on the bad days here. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you have to, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Um, I think uh, with, um, uh, with COVID happening around the globe and a few th- a few other, I mean, obviously it, the Olympics were called off ver- or, sorry, postponed very early on. Um, and then recently uh, in the uh, long distance world, the Ironman World Championships and 70.3 World Championships were cancelled. So I, I feel with all of that, we're going to see uh, quite a few athletes um, announcing pregnancies. 
Yeah. <laughs> There's so <laughs> I think... many friends like who have announced pregnancies. Like we went to this drive-by baby shower. And oh, how did that I, work? So like it was pretty cute. Everybody like congregated in like a church parking lot, like in their cars. And then they just follow the cars around the neighborhood, like honking as the um, our friends who uh, are expecting were out on their lawn, like kind of waving. And um, there, but there were so many people who were pregnant. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, this is a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You're going to have to um, start looking up more art for kids, YouTube um, yeah. <laughs> videos to come up with some different creative arts and crafts and card making skills. I know. Well, or you can um, sit your ki- sit those kids up and plank some pajamas. I'll have like oh. a kids one. Do you? No, I don't have one kids oh. one. But, but my five year old, I know. Well, my five year old nephew. So he's he's been doing planks and pajamas. So my sister does planks and pajamas. Okay, so maybe I should introduce <laughs> first what planks and pajamas. Is. So. <laughs> Planks and pajamas is something I do on Instagram uh, that I started like at the end of March when all this was going on as just uh, it's something I do as a habit and was like, well, maybe other people would want to benefit from this habit as well, because I think 10 minutes of core is just something that's very doable and it is a very good benefit for like it adds up over those seven days or even however many you want to do it. So my sister does it every other day and we and my little so I have she has two little boys one is five and one is two and the five-year-old Ben he will he will do it and he'll he'll like I'm gonna try really hard and I'm not gonna give up and I can like so they'll be set up on FaceTime while I have like my my phone's on like Facebook live Tommy's phone is on Instagram live and it's like the most like low-key setup ever but like I can see them the whole time, Aww. and and then I had hit I had them come on Instagram Live one time and do like the split screen with me, and it was basically Ben and my sister didn't want to be on camera. She like shot her arm out to wave like at the very <laughs> beginning, but it's basically my five year old nephew Ben and his little brother just like pummeling him during it. But he was. So cute and also so impressive because he tries for like all of them. And and he like he made up his own exercise that he calls hovercraft. Oh, um, that's so cute. It is cute. It is actually a good exercise. It's just like holding a Superman in like the up position. So it's it's very fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so sorry, I'm trying to picture it. So is he laying on his stomach? On his stomach, and then his arms and legs are up towards the ceiling. Okay, got it. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I know, right? So All right. Everyone tune in. Jump on. um, Sorry, keep going. Oh, I was going to say, and he always knows we end with child's pose, so I'll be like, one more exercise. And when I say one more, I mean like one more like substantial exercise, but he's like, child's pose. And I was like, oh, you're actually right, but that's after this. But, um, yes, sorry, cut you off. No, no, that's okay. Um, No, I was just going to say in the link of, uh, sorry, in the description of our podcast episode, we will link to your Instagram. I'm pretty sure everyone follows you anyway, but just so that they can make sure they can get on board with planks in pyjamas. Why pyjamas? Because I felt like 
well, A, I always do it before bed. One of the reasons it's like so doable is because even if you hold out for the entire day of doing like 10 minutes of core, you can always do 10 minutes of core like right before you go to bed. And I feel like in pajamas, because to me, that makes it seem a lot less threatening than like if I was like in workout clothes or like had a lot of equipment. It's like you literally can wear pajamas to do this. Like you do not need to be in uh, like, I don't know. Sometimes you look at some of the fitness videos and I feel like it's like you look at the people and you're like, oh man, this is going to be hardcore and pun, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but I wanted it to be more inviting for like anybody. I like it. Good. I like the thought process. Very good. Um, you. you know, you know how you're worried that we wouldn't have much to talk about. We did. Okay. Huh? Yeah, we're at an hour and I have to go through three really quick questions before I let you go. Is that okay? Yeah, ready. I also, I mean, I don't want to let you go because I'm having so much fun just chatting with you. Um, I actually censored myself then. I was going to say talking shit, but I actually censored myself. <laughs> oh, my ears. They're still good. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, goodness. All right, first question, and these are three questions that I'm, you know, introducing at the end of every episode uh, for each person I speak to. First one is, what are you currently obsessed with? Looking at houses. I like looking at, like, real estate online mostly. But we did look at a couple houses in North Carolina for real. So that that is the plan to purchase a house in North Carolina. Current plan. Yep. All of my <laughs> plans have room for uh, changes and variation, but at the moment that seems promising. I like it. I am also obsessed with uh, looking at houses online as well. We can't afford it. I don't think we're ever going to be able to afford a house where we live, but I don't know. I think it's almost like – I don't know. Is it some form of punishment? I don't. I don't know why I do it to myself because it's it's heartbreaking that I won't be able to afford it. But I just, especially floor plans. I love to look at floor plans, and then I look at it and go, "No, nah, I wouldn't put that there." And I completely change it in my head. I reckon yeah. I do it every second day. See, I I look at every almost every single day. We are looking at houses, and like Tommy, Tommy's now really into it as well. And we're both yep. obviously looking in the same place at this moment. But even before we had like an idea, we just kind of like bounce all over the place. And we, I mean, we've looked at houses in Vignoles, which I throw that out there and not as like, we mm. would never do that, but it is a little far away. But, yep. um, <laughs> oh, Vignoles is in Spain for our yep. listeners. Um, Thank you. But yeah. Good, good we, geography. Like it. <laughs> 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 About a 90 minute drive north of Barcelona. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> well, it is, but <laughs> unnecessary information. Um, but no, we, I, I really enjoy it. But I don't feel, I mean, even the, when I look at like the crazy houses, I don't know if it's punishment. It's more just like, sometimes I look at it and I'm like, why would you ever need that? Like, well, yeah. I, I, I don't know. So Yeah. Yeah, That's okay. I'll, I'll take it back. It's not punishment. Uh, like we can all dream. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's also it's time. Plans. Yeah, yep. In the very, very far, far, far future. 
Okay. Next thing, I am. Have you got your phone in front of you by any chance? Nope, but I can. What would oh. I need? Because my text messages are on my computer. If that's what we're going for. Oh, so I can text you, or because um, I need to send you this photo, and I need you to explain oh. what it is. So, what's it'll, the best way to send it to? You? Uh, on what's, WhatsApp. Yeah, on my computer. Yep. Okay, stand by. Sending through. Oh, hang on. What have I done? Bear with us, listeners. Talk amongst yourselves. Do, <laughs> do, do. I don't know what picture it is, but hopefully it didn't go to the wrong person. If it's yeah, no, <laughs> no. It's I scroll through your Instagram and and kind of select a photo. It's not. It's kind of at random. Um, but the problem with you is, you you have obviously obviously have Tommy by your side for the majority I of know. every single day. So all your photos are great. Um, yeah. but I like to try and find random, a bit more random kind of photos. But Anyway, I've sent it through. Have you got yeah, Have you got the photo? I, I see it. Okay, explain that photo. So it's my only dance move I have. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, that is my photo. It's from um, going to Super League Jersey when we went into the schools and we did a little bit of like a, a dance off at the end. And my dance move is, I don't even know what the name of it would be, but it's basically thrusting my elbow to my knee and like I would call it like a nosebleed exercise because (laughs) like your face is going towards your knee at the same time that's coming up to your head luckily I have not ever had that happen but this this is like my go-to I am a terrible dancer but that would be something that I like love and I love watching dance and like we've taken Tommy to um so I've gone to like uh, what is, um, so we went to a, so you think you can dance when they were touring. <gasps> um, and then we also went to, um, uh, now I can't remember the name of it. I went to one in Syracuse. It was like a dance show, um, because I love watching it. I, so you think you can dance is one of my favorite shows. Yeah. And, and, it's just they're amazing and so oh. like I mean we go so <laughs> okay you'll appreciate this story I don't know how much time you have but um I got, we got we're in lockdown I got all the time in the world okay so Tommy uh, when we're when we're at home this is a couple of years ago now when we're in Santa Cruz I'll always like pick like different like festivities um that we should do so I like gave him a whole bunch of options and he's not really like a festivity guy so he picked like the closest one, which was like going to a dance show at this local school, um, which is actually like the, the school he went to called Cabrillo College. And um, expecting like pretty good dancing, like people who do dancing for like their, like that's their, that's their sport or like what they're going for in life. Yep. What we actually arrived to is like, I'm pretty sure what people had to do to pass their like dance class at that college for like dance 101. So it was like me and Tommy and like all the parents and friends of (laughs) the respective dancers. And I have to be honest, we left at um, the intermission for that one. (laughs) But we also go watch one of our friends has a daughter who um she's i want to say oh like 14 oh my gosh she dances so beautifully and we go to her we go to her concerts and it's just 
They're amazing. And even like the little kids, oh, they're so cute. So I, I'm obsessed with dancing. I just I I think it's one of the from from an athletic point of view, it's incredible, but from an artistic uh yeah. point of view as well. Like it just oh it that nothing makes me um I was going to say more emotional, but I don't think emotional is the right word. I just, I totally get caught up in the moment and watching yeah. and just being a part of um, that artistic talent. It's incredible. It is. And it's just like, so I think it's also because like I have zero rhythm and like <laughs> when you talk about coordination, like that is not, I am no, no coordination for dancing or anything. Um, but when I was, I, when I was in college, I did student, I was being going to be a physical education teacher and we had student teaching. And so I'm supposed to teach like rhythm to like <laughs> kindergartners. And so yeah. I'm sitting there like clapping, like to the music with oh, the gosh. kindergartners. And my like host teacher is like behind <laughs> me being like, like showing me when to clap because I was so far off. And like, even now I forget what, where were we just clapping, but I was like watching Tommy and like just making sure I clapped when he clapped because I can't do it at all. So, fun fact. Um, okay. So on that, uh, did you ever, did you ever watch friends? Only a little bit. I wasn't like a diehard fan. But you know the song? You know the intro song, right? Yeah. Let me okay. think of it. I'll, I'll, I'll sing a little bit to you. And when I say sing, I'm using <laughs> uh, quote, like inverted commas. Oh, is that what, yeah. Uh, because sorry, everyone, um, <laughs> for my singing about to commence starting now. So no one told you life was going to oh, be yeah, yeah, this yeah, way. Yeah. Okay. okay, so I, I need you to do the clapping bit after that little intro. Are you ready? Okay. All right, ready. Okay, so no one told you life was going to be this way. Did I do yes, it? You, yes. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I couldn't right. I don't even think I was done my last clap before I wanted the feedback. <laughs> No, because one of my pet peeves is when people put in one too many claps and it drives me insane. And Brett is one of them and he does it intentionally, which I kind of respect because he he's not a man of uh, like he doesn't like poke the bear or anything, but that's one thing he knows that frustrates me so he tries to piss me off. Anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other story. But, yes, I hate it when people go and no. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's not right. Um, I just I want to ask one more question just about the dancing and sorry this is going on and on but we're like we're kind of in another wheelhouse of mine that I'm obsessed with. Uh, do you remember any of the choreographers? Sorry, choreographers from um, so you think you can dance? And if so, who are your favourites? They've changed a bit. Well, yeah. Mary, but oh. she wasn't she wasn't my favourite. I wouldn't say she's just um, fun. Right. And then, but I, you know what I liked about it is I felt like all of the judges on it were never like, they were always constructive. Yeah. And yep. not like super negative or like, I, I just felt like it was never like a, it was always like a feel good show. Like, even if someone did terribly, like, it, it didn't, 
it didn't make you uncomfortable or like, yep. Like it was still like respecting them and their skills. Um, sorry, yep. tangent. <laughs> and who's the other guy? Neil or no, what? Ned or not, not, <laughs> Nigel. Not, Nigel. Nigel. Yeah. Nigel, yeah, let's okay. go. We're but... going to get there together. Um, <laughs> and then. These are the judges, though. They're not the choreographers. Oh, the choreographers. I don't remember any of the choreographers' names. But my favorite one, so I I just like a lot of the hip-hop dancing. So my favorite one is Get Out of Your Mind. Yes. And then also when, because it was Twitch. With Twitch. But then Ellen comes on for, like, one of them. And that song I actually have on my playlist because of listening to it first from so you think you can dance but yeah. i always liked all, like i always liked a lot of the hip-hop ones those to me were like yeah. the most fun and entertaining to me so impressive and the hip-hop dancers tend to be the ones that grow the most in that show because they, they tend not to be as polished in the other formats yeah. um, but they end up doing like winning most of like yeah there have been a lot of hip-hop dancers who win. I think as well because there's also that because towards the end I think it's a public vote as well towards the Well, I think the um, structure's changed over time as well. Um, but, yeah, they end up being incredible. Uh, and, I like, I love watching Twitch and Alison Holker. Um, they got together. So, Twitch, yeah. Twitch now works on the Ellen show, which is maybe something that we shouldn't be talking about right now because they're under in a world of hurt at the moment. Um, but anyway, Twitch is incredible and his wife, Alison, I sh- shouldn't say just his wife, Alison Holker is, was a dancer on the show as well and they met up and I just love watching them dance together. It's incredible. They do, go on their Instagram. It's awesome. Yeah, I've seen their Instagram before. Oh, it's like, oh, man. It's, oh, it's so, so good. so cool. Uh, amazing um just quickly i just i need to share my favorite some of my favorite choreographers which uh travis wall is so he was on he was on season two and he was runner-up and he is now one of the most famous choreographers in uh the states so not just on the show like what he's done he's won awards he's incredible um, and he often comes back to the show. Mia Michaels, just I think she used to be one of the best, if not the best, choreographers back in the day. I'm sure she's still great now, but she doesn't appear as many times. And Sonia Tayak, because she's just so unique. There you go. Okay. I recognize Mia. Yeah, she's old, like old school. And I don't recognize Sonia. You're like, oh, you are, but you are like, you weren't kidding. You are. No. Big fan, big, big fan, obsessed. I love it. I just, I love watching people. I also, I love, I'm obsessed with people who follow their passion. Um, I imagine the dance world is a very, very hard world to earn a living in. Um, Not too dissimilar to triathlon, I guess. But like those people are just so passionate about what they do and whether they do that uh, busking on the streets or on a stage, that passion is the equivalent, you know what I mean? Like it just, yeah. I, I just, I love watching that. And it just, they ooze or they secrete passion. <laughs> yes, they are. No, I I agree. I mean, I think it's, it's so cool. Like even so the other one I was thinking of and I couldn't remember 
the name of it was World of Dance. And oh, that was J Lo. It is, but before J Lo's show, or like before J Lo was involved, there was just like it. It was just called World of Dance, and like you would go on YouTube, and it'd be like I. Well, I don't know if this is a good comparison actually, but like it'd be like ITU, like. You gotcha. go on World of Dance and you'd see like all these before it was like a show, it was already like a competition realm. And so like when I bought tickets to go see World of Dance, I thought it was that and it ended up being the show. But I mean it was still really cool. But before yeah. the show they brought in like the local like local dance crews who yeah, right. opened the show for them, which was also very cool. So yeah. Oh. Amazing. I need to look that up. We saw an ad for that the other day, um, but I don't know if we can actually get that TV show here in Australia. I might have to see if I can somehow illegally download it. But look <laughs> no up, one listen. It, look up to the look it up on YouTube. Just World of Dance because that's even cooler. Like, well, all right, Done. In, in my opinion, and it has right. like it goes to different places, so I'm sure you can watch it. But you have to get now. You have to get past the the tv world of dance and find gotcha. like the I'll, yep. I'll ask tommy he he knows it all all right i'm onto it i'm making notes okay we've got one more question because i've gone way over time with you um and i apologize um but last question who is your favorite famous katie oh mm. i don't know that many well, first one uh, that pops into your head. Katie Holmes popped into my head. <laughs> oh, Joey, little Joey from Dawson's Creek. Yeah, but uh, and then it was Katie Carrick. Carrick, Carrick, Carrick. That's a really Katie, hard name to say. But, but, you know, I'll go with Katie Ledecky because she is pretty awesome. Plus, she just did the chocolate milk challenge swimming across. And so she's yeah. uh, not that she's not always pertinent, but it's right at the forefront in my mind right now and I got yep. to meet her um after the Olympics when we went to um we get they invite the Olympians to go to the White House so I got to meet her on that trip and so wow that's amazing that's cool. yeah and is she pretty pretty chill down to earth kind of person yeah yeah she was super yeah. chill I mean not like we like we didn't <laughs> <laughs> when I hang out to a super big extent, but very good first impressions. We haven't kept in contact. <laughs> Do you know, um, we reposted that, I think, like everyone else did, and someone said, I used to run a pool, maybe do it with a cup of water, not milk. And I'm like, all right, calm down. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like she had to have known she was going to be successful. Like, yeah. It, it, but it was true that I think my mom was saying something about memes she sees now where it's like, first the pools were worried about COVID and now they're worried <laughs> about chocolate milk while everybody tries it. So maybe oh, you try it with milk if you're listening. Do you know, <laughs> that is a perfect um, post for a sponsor. I assume she's sponsored by chocolate milk. That is, I mean, if you want to talk about getting your brand, your um, sponsor's brand out there, that that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. It was it was very, very good and original. Uh, and absolutely. Impressive. Um, you did mention the White House. I have to quickly ask, what it was what was it like being at the White House? And would you go right now? 
<laughs> I would not go right now, but it was very cool meeting Obama. <laughs> yeah. And um and it was also pretty sweet because well, I didn't have a connection with Obama, but it's funny Sarah's come up twice in this conversation, but Sarah's sister um is an author and yes. Obama really liked her si- her sister's book. So they connected over that. Oh, wow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But no, it was very, it was really neat. Plus, it's just a cool experience overall because not just the White House, but also that whole weekend is like spent kind of helping athletes. So it's like um, guiding us in, you can, you can attend different seminars based off of uh, maybe future plans or how to market yourself or, but like a range of topics. So um, it's really like a helpful weekend. And then you can also go to get connected with like other companies or people who are hiring. So um, yeah, it was really neat. That's awesome. What a great idea. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Um, Okay. Very conscious of the time. And I believe you have to get into some pajamas pretty soon. Is that to- Happy dinner first, and I'm going to be doing dinner on a full stomach. Or not? Well, I'm not going to be doing dinner on a full stomach, but I'm going to be doing playing some pajamas on a full stomach. So if I throw up tonight, it's all on yep. you. Oh, I'm. I'll happily claim that. Katie Z, Katie Z, Catherine. No, was it Catherine? No. No. Nope. I'm not helping you. Oh gosh, hang on, Kathleen, because it was the. Nope. the- Oh, geez. Kath- oh. oh, God, I didn't write it down. Catherine, Kathleen, it was a combination. <laughs> I don't. Ka- All right, Kathleen. Kathleen, oh, so close. Seb <laughs> tonight, oh, he's way off. Uh, that's a Dumb and Dumb reference. Um, I missed that one. How is- well, I, guess I-, I don't know if I've seen it. What? You haven't seen Dumb and Dumber? I've seen parts, I think. Oh, it was my not my favourite. <laughs> my goodness <laughs> thank you so much for joining me also at short notice i threw this at you at the last minute so i appreciate you taking the time out of your busy planky and pajamas schedule <laughs> my pleasure <laughs> and i am sure we will catch up again with you soon yes perfect i can't wait Thanks for tuning in. Hit subscribe, give us a rating, leave a comment, and don't forget, if you're not already a Wits Up Patreon member, sign up in the link in the description. But above all else, keep yourselves knee-deep in awesomeness.